Today on The Breakdown, it's a Peter Jettentastic hand with Charlie caroling. Well, Charlie Carroll, but he's caroling in his head. He's singing a lot in his head because of, you know, he's a friendly guy. He likes things. Anyway, we're going to talk about a hand from the 25-pound buy-in Triton London Super High Roller. Excuse me? <laughs> it only cost Okay, my 25,000-pound buy-in. Is that is everyone happy now? I got it right. No one cares. No, of course you do. No, it's a huge, it's a super high roller type situation. We got top tier players. This is a mess. It's a burrito that's falling apart. But we're not, we're go, I'm going down with the ship, Grant. Don't worry. These guys are going to play a hand where everyone, everyone's got something, man. It's tough. There's a big decision for one of these two players, and I feel bad for him. I'll tell you what, I feel real bad. <laughs> on the breakdown with Grant with Dennison, Grant Dennison and, and Jonathan, Jonathan Levy. Levy. <laughs> hey, First time, no well, uh, I like your, your. I think that was an apt <laughs> description of a burrito that's falling apart. That is how that opening felt. But here's the thing about burritos that fall apart. Yeah. In the moment, it is disappointing that the burrito is falling apart, and you're like, oh, man, I liked it when my burrito was fully constituted in its burrito form. But guess what? You just grab yourself a fork. You still got a delicious meal, and that's what we're going to provide here. Yeah, even though it's a bit of a jumble. I mean, you're like, your, your pants might need a wash, you know, because you got so excited about the burrito. <laughs> is that why? <laughs> I went a different direction. Yeah. Um, it was unexpected. Yeah, that's okay. That's what I go for, you know? Yeah. Unexpected comedy. I respect. I'm your- like Andrew Dice Clay. I just like say okay. bad words. Yeah, and I'm like, "Ha, aren't I funny?" Anyway, there's no need to, you know, be be that. <laughs> there's no need to be that. <laughs> you know, I'm right. <laughs> I mean, hey, um, I wanted to just read one tweet, and then we're gonna. I know we, I know we got to roll on this one, but I'll read one quick tweet. All right, one tweet. Holden Cantrell tweets. I thought Jonathan's impressions couldn't get any worse, but then I heard his Jason Statham voice. Holy shit, that was horrific, and I loved every second of it. Let's hear it again. Sounds like something we need to hear again. <laughs> um, what's something that Jason Statham says a lot? He says, oh, I know. I got it. I got it. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? <laughs> you sound like like Tiny <laughs> Tim. No, 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 what I mean? He says it all like super fast. It's all one word. That's his whole thing. Know what I mean? He's all aggressive, too. Know what I mean? <laughs> you want to hear, hear my Jason Statham impression? Yeah, go ahead. Oi, this is shock, isn't it? <laughs> This is what? It's a shark. It's a shark. Oh, from the Meg? Yeah. It's a Megalodon. That was pretty good. No, it wasn't. (laughs) No, he's not. You're doing like a highbrow British (laughs) accent. Jason Statham does like the, like, I grew up in the streets British accent. Yeah, he he runs all his words together. That's the other thing. Um, A proper bugger, don't we there, mate? You Hobbs or Shaw? Which one is Hobbs? (laughs) (laughs) That's my Jason. No, you still have too much highbrow. You have too much highbrow. That's too much. You got to add some gravel. You got to add a little bit. Uh. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, Hobbs is shot, which was Hobbs. Is that try, right? With, try, with an English accent. Try this. Try this one. Because okay, this is something Jason Statham has probably said in like seven movies. Okay. We're proper buggered now, aren't we, mate? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. We're proper buggered now, aren't we, mate? No, that's too high. That was pretty good, no, though. Like, We're proper buggered now, aren't we, mate? No, that was terrible. No, it was good. <laughs> I'm like a pirate. <laughs> yeah, Jason Statham is closer to a pirate than he is to no. whatever like highfalutin no. Jeffrey Iron, Jeremy Irons, Frenchman. He's Englishman. not a pirate. No one's a pirate. You anymore. said he was a pirate. You what? 
Because I said that was a perfect impression of Jason Statham, and you said it sounded like a pirate. Anyway, let's move along. Okay, right. We should be moving along. Um, who, who suggested this hand? O.V. Kenobi. Yeah. Maybe maybe some relation. Not sure to the Kenobi we all know and love. Ewan McGregor? Yep. Ewan Come McGregor. on. Ewan it's Ewan Alec Guinness. He didn't even want to play Obi-Wan Kenobi. But he did. He thought the script was bad. Do you think Ewan did a better job? I think Ewan is... Ewan actually did okay. He did an okay. He, he worked with what he was given. Yeah, I mean, he did probably the best of all the actors... Yeah. Which is weird because there was a bunch of good actors. People have done really well in other Natalie things. Natalie Portman is good in other things. Hayden Christensen is good in other yes, things. But yeah. they were embarrassing. Embarrassing. And, so, and Ewan was actually the, the was not embarrassing, at least. So, yeah. fair enough. Anyway, before we get to the hand, though, I do want to talk about one more thing. Uh, sure. It's important. It's our book. Yes. How can he fold? That's what it's called. Incredible poker decisions broken down hand by hand. That's incorrect. Nope. <laughs> Incredible <laughs> poker hands. <laughs> Broken down decision by decision. In fairness, you could... If you search for it right now, you won't find it because it's not quite out yet. But by the end of the month, that book's going to be out. We we think strongly. We're like 98%. Yeah. And so we just want to give you a heads up that we've written a poker book. We've put a lot of effort into it. We think it's really good. If you like this podcast, you're going to like the book. It's unlike any other poker book out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. You should pick it up. Yeah, it's it's, um, text. Basically, Grant and I pretty much texting back and forth about hands as they go decision by decision. Um, so you have a flavor of that from the podcast anyway, but it's, it's its own medium and it really plays differently. It, it is book. different. I feel like it's more instructive. Yeah, um, for sure. You can gain a lot more from it from a learning perspective than you can from, from the podcast or the videos, I think. We, but at the same point, we still try to keep it entertaining and, and light for sure. But there's, there's things like um, illustrations of the hands and stuff like that as literally on every street. So you can see the cards, you can see what's out there. You can see the stack size, you can see the pot size. So you don't have to like keep that in your head or hope we remember it or any of that kind of stuff. We're also doing, well, we're doing some hands we've done in our history. We're also doing a bunch of hands we've never done before. Um, so there, there's some new stuff there too. And I mean, it's even if it's hands that we've done on breakdowns in the past, a lot of them have new insights and different angles that we take a look at for sure. Like we really think it's good and fun and we hope that, uh, when it comes out, when we'll certainly be informing everybody via Twitter and everywhere else, when it comes out that you guys uh, pick it up and give it a shot. Yeah. We'd love that. We think it's good. Yeah. All right, anyway, moving on. Okay, let's get to the hand. Ovi Kenobi did suggest this on Twitter. We are the poker guys on Twitter, include a YouTube link and a timestamp. All right. Here we go. So it's not a 25-pound buy-in, as Jonathan said. It's a 25,000-pound <laughs> buy-in yeah, it's featuring more. luminaries of the game. That's not really a super high roller, though. That's it's just, just a, a high roller these yeah. days, yeah. Uh, it's, in, it's in London, obviously. Triton, London. Yep, Triton, London. Triton's it's expanding. Very, They're everywhere. Like the universe. I guess they haven't come to the U.S. yet, but I, I would guess it's not too long mm. off. Uh, it's early day one. There's 62 out of the 69 players still remaining. Yep. So, you know, nothing to consider except for Chip EV, really, at this point. Mm-hmm. Tournament life matters a little bit, of, of course, course. But, you know, not nearly as much as it does later. 1,503K are the blinds because we, we're starting tournaments at, like, 1K, 2K these days for some reason. Because Whatever. everything's fake and stupid. Who cares? Charlie Carroll, friend of the podcast. Yes. Very good player. Fun, fun guy to watch because he, is, he brings a lot of modern poker ideas, but is also, like, a kind of a feel player in some ways. Does, does a lot of reads and, like, table Tells, talk and stuff, yeah. but not in an annoying Will Kasuf way. Um, well, yeah. Will Kasuf doesn't get reads or... No. But he just he, talks a lot. Okay, but Charlie does some speech play. 
He does a little bit of that. Oh yeah, but that's but, yeah. but not as in such an obnoxious way that makes everybody in the poker world hate him. Like, he's actually getting information when he does it, and that's why he's doing it. Well, well he's also he's also doing it to reasons. try to influence his opponents sometimes. Right. Yeah. Well, well, Kasuf. I guess he's talking to influence his opponents, but he's also talking because he doesn't know what else to do with his life, and he's filling time that way, and that's clear. That's okay, right. Fine. That's right. I'm firing rockets. Oh yeah. Target Kasuf. Yeah. You're not going to get a lot of pushback. Real brave. Real brave. Well, All right. So, 1,500 3K are the blinds. Charlie's got 190K in front of him. He opens two jacks. Jack of spades, jack of hearts from the hijack. Seems pretty normal to me. Yep. He makes it 6,500. I'm not saying anything. Peter Jetton is in the big blind. Yeah. Peter Jetton been showing up in these high rollers recently. I remember him from, you know, he was pals with Durr and, and those guys back in the day when they were up and coming, Galfond. But he was never in any super high rollers until recently. I think that's true. He would show up on the bigger cash game stuff, if anything. Yeah. And my my feel about him, and I, this could be wrong, but my sense about him is that he's just been playing big cash games, and he's always been doing that, and mm-hmm. not, not the other. And decide that these tournaments need to be taken a shot at, especially these Triton ones, maybe, where yeah. like half the field is these rich guys yeah. who rarely have a chance to really win, or maybe just satellite it in. Maybe paid paid twenty dollars and won a big satellite. Yeah, that'd be a really big satellite. Okay. Yeah. And. And and <laughs> quick, moving on. Quick story from the World Series of Poker. Sure. Just real quick. Just talking about satellites. I was sitting with this guy at, at the double stack, which is a 1K bracelet event. And he kind of talked a big game. He was okay, not great at poker, mm-hmm. but he claimed to know all these pros and stuff. And apparently, two days from the day we were, there was a 100 k World Series of Poker buy-in. And the guy, I guess, pegged me as a good player. And he's like, You should play that uh, 8K satellite tomorrow to the the 100K. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not going to play, pay an $8,000 buy-in to try to get in to play against the best players in the world in yeah. 100K. Like, what are you talking about? It feels like a bad use of your yeah. funds, I got to say. Uh, on another quick satellite note, so I played in a, um, a satellite recently as well. Actually, um, And I, it was one of those spots which happens sometimes in a satellite where it's good and you have, you have like more than enough chips and everything's fine as you get to like the bubble and stuff like that. And I just want to say... You know how we always talk about, you know, don't even look at your hand, mm-hmm. just fold and or don't even play hands. When you, when you have enough chips to make it. Yeah, when yeah. you're going to make it anyway, like there's no reason to ever put a chip in the pot. Right. So don't. Um, it's actually a little challenging not to do it. And I felt myself, I actually had to get up from the table because I felt myself wanting to play hands and I didn't. But like someone would open and I'd have like ace jack suit and I'd be like, fold the damn hand, you dummy. Yep. And you know, and like. But I would want to put the chips in and like everyone fold to me in the cutoff and I'd have King Jack and I'd be like, fold the damn hand, you dumb. So yeah, eventually you, I got up and you left. might as well just leave. There's no point. Yeah. So I so I did. I actually did pull it off. <laughs> I just, you know, eventually they like I was like talking to I think it was even you because you were playing cash and they like announced that it was over and, and I walked back and collected my voucher. But but like I there, there's a real value to actually getting up and leaving rather than staying there and pretending to lo- or looking at your hand and like folding anyway for me anyway and probably true for a lot of people there is a pull a siren yeah. call man I mean when when you get so used to looking at poker hands over the years there's the hands that just evoke kind of an emotional reaction of like ooh that's a good hand right you know like, you I'm supposed it. to play it and yeah. every so like everything that we've done all this time like this is going against that and. I don't know, for some reason, like to play no hands just feels weird. But then like, why am I even looking? Why would I look if I'm not going to play anyway? You know, so I think don't look is really the, the clear answer for anyone who's built like me anyway, where it's like, oh, he's check suited. Let's go. 
Anyway, I'm going to guess Peter Jetton did not, in fact, satellite in <laughs> and has been doing well in those high stakes cash games. Maybe it was like a 12 and a half K satellite. It was a heads up satellite. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Either way, he's got the, the 25,000 okay. pounds to put up to, for the buy in. Yeah. He's in the big blind. As I said, Charlie Carroll opened with 190K in his stack, 3K big blind to 6.5K with two jacks. Jetton's got 8 6 off in the big blind and 157K. Slam dunk call, right? Absolutely slam dunk call. 52 blinds for Jetton. Yeah. Easy call, super fun. Heading to the flop. Heading to Nitrogen Sports Poker. Whoa! I just tricked you all. I thought we were heading to the flop. I lied. We're heading to Nitrogen Sports Poker. Well, the smart ones are, and they're using the link in the description. What are the ding dongs doing? Well, the, the ding dong. You know that Robert Frost poem? Yeah. It's like about the the road less traveled. Uh huh. Yeah. Those idiots all die. <laughs> they die because it's cold. Yeah. The Go on the road more them. traveled. The road using the link in the description. Yeah. It's safe and warm. There's a, an inn. Along the way, where sure. you'll get wonderful meals and, and ales. No, the in is the link in the description of this podcast. Oh, you get in, in to getting but into our But if we're going to like create tournament. a story around this, there's maybe a secret door in the end. Oh, and yeah. Enter, and Little Red Riding Hood's there. Up and you look up and you're like, wow. What about the wolf? Look at all this Bitcoin-only poker. And the wolf. Shut up. I'm trying to do the other part oh. now. And look at, look at how there's <laughs> sports betting in all the casino yeah. games. She spun her hair into gold. Oh, my God. Bitcoin gold. Digital gold. <laughs> As as we're doing this, Jonathan is rubbing the <laughs> table in a very weird and like sensual say way. That. Well, I knew it because you knew what you were doing was wrong. <laughs> it felt good. <laughs> Look, uh, it's not the table I'm really rubbing. It's like a tablecloth. It's a table mat. Yeah, table mat. Is that what they say? I don't know. You made my. It's brain. not a tablecloth. It's well, a. It's a placemat. That's what it is. That's basically a table mat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Bitcoin. Anyway, you have to use the link in the description if you want access to our exclusive monthly Poker Guys tournament. As we talked about many times before, they guarantee a thousand buy-ins. We got 123 players last time. Yeah. Do a little math. It's a good deal for the players. It's Insania and Lebronia. James. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Do did yeah. I just render you speechless? I mean, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> Insania and Lebronia, James. <laughs> That it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's insane in the brain. Yeah. But then I said LeBronia. So it's like LeBron, LeBron James. We're moving on. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Good stuff. Anyway, use the link in the description. Get on nitrogen. Get you some poker. Okay. All right. So the pot is 17,500 chips. Okay. Two jacks for Charlie, jack of spades, jack of hearts, eight, six off for Peter Jetton. Seems fine. Great flop for Peter Jetton of six, six queen diamonds, hearts and hearts. That's quite good. Yeah. As Jetton... Checking seems like the obvious play, right? This is a relatively dry board that Charlie's going to continue on. Yeah, I think checking is reasonable. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. This is the type of hand that Charlie is not going to continue with. He decides to check back with two jacks, which makes sense. If you're going to have a check back range, this is like the number one hand in the check back range, right? That is reasonable. It's not completely crazy to bet this because you can get value from worse pocket pairs and some things, right? But that said, yes. That, that said, this is a board that if the big blind... The big blind should have a check raising range here because there's two sixes on the yeah. board and it's good for the big blind range. And that means you're not going to really know what you're up against here a lot because Jetton's going to be check raising his heart draws probably, his sixes, and then he's going to probably add in some other random stuff and you're just not going to know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like checking back Me with too. jacks here. I do too. I think Kings is like a clear bet to get value from Queens. Yep. Um, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, yeah. It's so hard to get value, even though there are some things for sure. There's some draws that are going to check call and not always check raise. There's worse, worse one pair of hands and maybe even some, some ace highs. Um, they're deep enough that, that Jetton can have good ace highs that he is going to call with for sure. 
But having said all that, yes, I think a check back is probably optimal. Yeah. The turn is the three of spades. Well, that that seals the deal doesn't, for me. Doesn't change anything. Okay, so Jetton should probably start betting now, right? I think so. He would probably bet uh, a bunch of bluffs here, right? He, With it as a two street plan. He so also he should probably bet. Yeah, real sorry. good hands. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, I, I'm glad you're sorry because I'm upset. You should be. Well, and I, I. But I'm not upset anymore because you apologize. Well, so good. now I feel good again. Okay, wonderful. Uh, what I was going to interrupt you to say. Yeah. Super important is that Jetton probably imagines Charlie has some version of showdown value here. Right. When Charlie does not bet the flop. You don't expect Charlie to show up with 8-9 here like, and just not take a shot on this flop, right? Totally. Right. Charlie's going to bet like ace-queen, king-queen, plus, yeah. I think, and a bunch of his bluffs. And that's the, maybe check back a few flush draws, bet a bunch of those two, and that's it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, he's usually going to have showdown value. Although he's going to have some check folds for sure. Checks and then folds. But sure. But not a huge amount. Maybe like ace 10 if Jetton bets enough, he can just fold that hand. Maybe. You know, but if, he, if he decides not to bet it on the flop. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I agree that often, especially we're talking about like if Charlie's playing perfectly balanced, but like in practice, even good players usually have showdown value when they check here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I don't know if Charlie strives to play perfectly balanced out of like the guys at his wizardry level. He's probably one of the less I'm interested in balance only guys uh-huh. right agreed so as Jedden deciding to bet 17.5 in the pot how much do you want to bet well if charlie has showdown value and we're relatively deep which we are i think we can bet pretty big big relative to the pot of course so i think we can bet like 75 percent of the pot pretty comfortably and if charlie has showdown value he's just going to feel obligated to call once anyway like we don't have to bet does that mean we shouldn't bluff here no, I think we can. I think we can bluff because the idea is it'd be a two street. Yeah. Plan. So like we we have to have bluffs, otherwise we're never going to get value out of Charlie. You know, he's going to learn to really quickly to not call with hands like this. So, um, but I think we can bet big because when we're bluffing, we're going to want to blow the showdown value off itself by the river and betting blow it off itself. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. Surely understood that, right? Yeah, that makes plenty of sense. It's an enchilada that's gone the way of the burrito earlier. You know, it's all over the plate. Oh, an enchilada is much harder to keep in one piece than a burrito even. I disagree strongly. Why? An enchilada is already on the plate and it's like all like, it's codified with cheese, bro. I don't think you've eaten an enchilada. I don't think you know what codified means. I clearly know what codified means. I just don't think, I think you're pretending you ate an enchilada to try to be cool. Yeah. First of all, ha, do you have you eat, uh, Jonathan uh, truth serum? Have okay. you ever eaten an enchilada? Okay, truth serum, yes. What am I saying though? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Of course, I've eaten an enchilada. You know, it doesn't sound like it. So <laughs> enchiladas are fine. I tend to agree with you that Jetton should go kind of big here. I think obviously he's going to have to size it the same against Charlie if he's got a bluff. Right. But it makes sense to go big when he has a range advantage, and he does, in that he has more trip sixes in his range than Charlie does. And if we're doing a two straight plan, we want the threat to be we're going to go big twice. Right. Right. And so, and we probably will a lot too. If we're, we're doing it as a bluff or as value, going bigger makes more sense. Right. Yeah. When Charlie often has showdown value here. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I like it. He bets 18K into 17.5. Okay. So he's really taking this to a more extreme place. Yep. And. I'm sure Charlie has some checkbacks that are like really good hands. He's going to have to, but of his more traditional checkback range, Jack's might be the best hand in it. Um, on the flop. I mean, yeah, like I would guess he has a little bit of aces and a little bit like aces with the ace of hearts. He might check yeah. back or something like that. Um, he's probably got some queen queen. 
you know, a little bit, right? He's probably betting some of those sometimes, but checking some of those back. Yeah. But yes, of like he may be checking all his jacks or almost all his pocket jacks, as opposed to those other ones where he's yeah. betting those a lot, yeah. right? Right. So it feels like a hand against a guy like Peter Jutton that you can't just fold on the turn when he checked back the flop. Of course not. Even though a six beats you and a queen beats you and Jutton could have either of those. But there's hearts and there's just random ass crap that he may be betting because we've opened the door. There's four or five. Right. There's also gut shots like five, seven and stuff like that. Maybe even hands like King Jack that the block Charlie is most likely queens, stuff like that. And, you know, it's possibly just as doing with air. It's unlikely. These guys usually have not just air, but it doesn't mean they never have air. Yeah, you, know, you could just be like, "All right, you checked. I'm gonna make it really hard on you." I, now. Have, a I, have, a, I have a range advantage, yeah. right? Makes sense. So Enough. yeah, it seems pretty clear that Charlie cannot. I don't think fold. you can fold on the on the turn. The river's gonna be a tough spot. You would think. I would. So he calls. He calls. Does he raise? No. He does calls. he fold? No. I'm asking. But truth he, serum. Does he fold? No. You're supposed to say truth serum. Yes. He calls. <laughs> I'm not playing your damn game anymore. Okay. You're playing somebody's game. Everybody's playing somebody's Everyone's game. Everyone's running their own game. Who's, then who's playing somebody else's game? If, <laughs> no. every, if everybody's running their own. I don't get it. Maybe the game is to play someone else's game. You ever think about that? My game is to play that guy's game over there. That's my game. Who did I'm you, running. Who, which guy? Who are you talking about? The dude, the dude in the other place. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Yeah, the guy in that over there where I'm, where I'm, you know, gesturing right now with my arms. I'm looking around. I don't see anything. I'm gesturing at him right now. I'm literally pointing at him. Jonathan lives <laughs> alone. I think sometimes he makes things up as little hallucinations. Oh, wow. Wow. Makes things up like I've eaten enchiladas before and there's a man in my apartment. Truth serum. Truth serum. You don't even have any serum. You're right. Let alone truth serum. Oh, I'm telling the truth now. Who's dropping bombs now? All right. Truth bombs. Let's get back to the bomb of the hand. Okay. 53,500 chips in the pot. Okay. Charlie's got two jacks on a queen, six, six, three board. There are two hearts on the flop. Charlie does have the jack of hearts in his hand. Charlie's also in huge trouble because Peter Jetton has eight, six, eight of diamonds, six of clubs four trip sixes. Yeah. 53, five. The river is pretty good for Charlie. I bet you can guess what it is. Ace of spades. No, it is the jack of clubs. Yeah. So this is just kind of gross. Yeah. Gross sucks. That just sucks for Peter. It really does. Yeah. Now as Peter, you're going to have to bet, right? We have to bet. I mean, we're, we're repping Miss Hearts and value, right? Those are the two things we're doing. Can we, we go for a check raise, assuming that Charlie's no. going to have some bets here? Charlie's going to have very few bets here. You think? He's going to have a lot of checkbacks. A lot of ace highs, a lot of pocket tens, pocket nines type hands. I mean, he checked the flop. He called the turn. We checked the river. We may have hit a jack that's not going to fold. We may have a queen that's a weak queen that's not going to fold. Hearts aren't going to call anyway. I just don't think Charlie's betting two tens here. Yeah. You agree? I agree. Yeah. So I think we absolutely have to bet. Our hand is way too strong. This is really near the very top of our range. We just have to bet. As Peter Jetton, yes. Yeah, as Peter Jetton. He does have some full houses. He has like six jack suited and queen six suited. Yep. And uh, probably some three, three, a little bit of three, three for sure. Yeah. And a little bit of quads and six, three. Well, he's going to need to have quads to win this one. That's correct. Or or queens. Right. Which he doesn't have either. Nope. It's hard for him to have that. He's going to bet big again, like we talked about. Yeah. Bet's 50K. 50K into 53.5. What is he targeting for value? What does he think Charlie might call him with? That's a good question. Um, so 
it, do we think Charlie's calling with Ace Jack on the turn? Let's start with that. D, I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe if he has the Ace of Hearts that he feels like he could turn into a bluff on the river sometimes. Maybe, but then of course Jetton doesn't have the Ace of Hearts, which means Jetton has more value now. Yeah, but we could maybe blow him off it on the river. Yeah, but uh, you know, hearts, a, hearts only going to come twenty percent of the time. I think you'd rather not have the Ace of Hearts. It's a have pretty it. ambitious plan anyway. Yeah. Yeah. If you checked back the nut flush draw on the flop, maybe you can have ace jack of hearts exactly yeah. cool one combo. It's tough to have that. Not yeah, not great. Um oh a medium queen. Yeah, like queen ten or maybe even queen jack. I was saying queen queen jack's like the dream, right? Yeah. Charlie maybe would check that back sometimes on the flop for pot control and deception. I mean, he did call a pot size bet on the turn, a little more than a pot size bet. Yeah, he so might he, fold a lot of his ace highs there. I think he is. And he's not he doesn't have a draw of hearts almost ever unless he's Sam Greenwood, right? Like these guys mostly aren't gonna call with hearts here. Yeah. Mostly. So without more than just hearts. Right. right. So maybe the not flush draw can call because it's got showdown value. But I think he's Peter's targeting the you know the good the good parts of Charlie's range. Not obviously not the great parts, but the really good parts, yeah, which is which is like the queens. I think of the world, like mostly. ace queen, king yeah. queen, queen jack. That queen, decide ten. to play it a little and, and king king and ace ace. Exactly. That decide to play it deceptively. Yeah, which Charlie absolutely will probably call with any queen plus. I here. think so because, and of course I'm saying that because Jetton has plenty of bluffs still. We were talking about how he has a range advantage. Charlie's well aware of that. He knows Jetton by reputation. He knows he's going to have a relative sense of balance. Mm-hmm. He's going to have hearts. He's going to have some other random buffs that he adds in there. And like we're saying, Charlie's a field player and stuff, so maybe Jetton can get a call, from, can get a hero call out of Charlie from some weaker stuff too. Charlie's not necessarily going to use distribution to decide all But he's time. a good field player, so he I might actually feel correctly. That well, that <laughs> is that is true, but like, but like he isn't necessarily going to just use the traditional like, well, I'm going to call with all my queens plus and fold everything else. That's that. He's probably going to like look at Jetton Think about it. Look at him some more. Say something to him. Try and get a read and make a call based on that. So if Jen can confuse him, maybe he can get more calls than he otherwise would. Yeah. Maybe. This, the, big, the polarizing sizing means Charlie's going to be more apt, I think, to hero rather than less apt to hero, right? Perhaps. So I like the polarizing sizing. I do too. So ultimately, it seems like there's plenty of hands that Jen can get value from, but Charlie has to have played pretty much all of them in a deceptive way on the flop. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because even if Charlie has ace jack of hearts on the river, this is a hero call for sure, right? When he bets, I mean, if fifty k and if Charlie, now we don't know if Charlie can have queens and aces and and kings like queen jack and queen ten and hands like that. We don't know if he can, but if he can, Charlie knows that, and he's certainly aware of GTO concepts. He's not just a field player, and he would put ace jack pretty low in his distribution at that point. I agree. So maybe maybe you can't get called by that hand. Maybe. So, I mean. I think from Jen's point of view, he's probably thinking like, all right, it's going to be a little hard to get called anyway. I might as well size it up, make it polarizing, see if I can get a few extra heroes out of this guy. If he's got aces or a queen, he's going to call with no matter how I size it, right? If I bet yeah. 30 or 50, I might as well bet 50, get more from those hands. Everything else is a hero anyway. I'll go with polarizing sizing to try and get more heroes rather than less. By the way, I also have a really strong hand. So that's good too. Like I really welcome a call from pretty much everything. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Now, he's not going to get just a call. We know that because... Charlie's going to be like, I see your 50K. 
Oh, and then and he's gonna, the floor is going to force you. him. Then the floor is going to force him to just call. Yeah. Charles is like, I just said, see, I'm looking. I'm yeah. looking. Yeah, no, you're right. So he's not going to say that. Anyway, so Charlie, of course, can't just call. I don't know. Right. Think. And Jen started the river with 133K and bet 50K. So it's kind of a clear move in for Charlie with Jack's full year. I agree. I mean, also, like, what is he losing to? He's losing to quad sixes and pocket queens only. Yeah. And pocket quad queens are, are pretty m- unlikely. Pocket queens, even though there are three combos versus one of quad sixes, I think quad sixes is more likely than, than pocket queens. Um, I don't know if that's true. Like, because Jen's in the big blind, he may just be flatting. I guess with maybe. a fair amount of big hands there. Maybe. Um, people are doing that more and more. I'm certainly doing that more. So since I'm doing it more. Jen's doing it. He's, Jen, following, doing he's it following the Levy way. Yeah, he's you know following me. He follows me on Twitter. Of course he And does. I obviously tweet about this guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> like queen, queen in the big blind is perfect flat, flatting hand. I'm talking to you specifically, Peter Jen. I mean, I actually do flat queen, queen in the big blind a lot. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that spot. I like that spot to flat. So anyway, the point is he can, uh, I think he actually, I think queens is still more likely than sixes, but whatever. Like, okay, but what about every time he has a six? You right. know, by the way, if he has queen jack, I don't know for sure if he's going to fold that either. If I'm Charlie now, I block queen jack. I mean, when Charlie moves in, which he does uh, and like he has the third nuts, of course, he's moving in. It makes plenty of sense. It does. Um, he's really just hoping Jen has a six because that's right. his best chance of getting called. I don't think Jen's calling too often with a queen. Not too often. I think he's probably not. Although Charlie does some weird stuff. Like we've seen him take weird lines that tell kind of bad stories and go for it on rivers, like with jams and stuff like this. Now this is usually he does like really big bets, jam type things. This is not that of course this is Jen's already bet 50 and he's only got 83 left. So it sort of sets up a different kind of like he's priced in. I mean, if he has anything good, he's kind of supposed to call forgetting about the situationally, of course, where it's like, well, what would Charlie really move him in otherwise? Right. So let's get to that. Yeah. Let's because do it. now Jetton is in just a diarrhea spot. He's it's, like, really? Yeah. Really? Okay. What's Charlie repping when he does this? Only a few hands. Queen, queen, yep. jack, jack, ace, six suited. I think that is it. Um, jack, jack makes the most sense. It does as played. Yep. Although you, you, you could see Charlie playing queen queen like that because I could, but as but we think he's going to sometimes bet queen queen on the sometimes, plot, yeah, um, to try and get it all from Jetness and right. some of it. And Jack 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 Jack, as you were saying, like it's the number one check back in. Yeah, it probably is right. Yeah. So for at least the yeah. So if you think about that, that makes it pretty pretty. I would if I was saying I'd be like it feels like Jacks looks it smells like Jacks. Right, but it, you can't just assume that it is what it looks like when of you're course. playing against the best in the world. Of course. So what else could this be? All right, so the question is, what are the bluffs then? Okay, so what can Charlie call a pot size bet on the turn with and then bluff the river with is the important question here. Could it be nut flush draws that block Jetton's most likely sixes? No, Jetton's sixes are all over the board because he's in the yeah, big blind, like so that doesn't matter. Yeah, like a7 of hearts or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because Jetton's in the big blind. Right. So you don't... So maybe just the nut flush draw that decides, like, I have the high-end range advantage. I have queens full and jacks full, and Jen doesn't have that as much. Therefore, I can bluff this, and he has to fold. He's going to fold a queen a lot, and he should consider folding a six, is, I guess, what Charlie would be thinking if he was bluffing there. Um, yeah, I would think he, he would assume he's not folding out that many sixes via the nut flush draw. Let's ask the question yeah. if Peter Jen would bet a queen like this. Good question. Would he bet king-queen? At this, with this, for this much. Yeah, with 18K on the turn, which I can get behind with King Queen, but then on the river, I don't think would he, he go pot size? I think it's pretty unlikely. Now, maybe he could be doing cool stuff, yeah, you know, which is like 
I'm using polarizing sizing without being polarizing, but I'm beating almost your entire range anyway, right? Like, yeah, hero me, baby. Uh, and <laughs> that's right. my favorite song. It, it's Paul Abdul. Hero me, baby. And that's before they get to the chorus. Hero me, baby. <laughs> Which is the chorus. Yeah. yeah. There, there's only three words. Do you like song. that song? Yes. Truth serum. Oh, I love that song. Do you have to say truth serum yes then? Truth serum yes. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> All right. I believe him, people. <laughs> Hero me, baby. Check it out. It was the B-side of Opposites Attract. Yep. Way back when you know that song? For B-side, you mean better side, right? Obviously, that's what it stands for. Do you know the song Opposites Attract? Uh, with I've MC, heard I've with heard, MC Cool Cat. I've heard of it. I don't know if I know it. Wow, that was a big hit back in the day. Good, good to Paul know. Abdul. Anyway, let's get back to the hand here. So I guess so. What we're in the middle of doing here is trying to question what Charlie's bluffs would be. And we imagine Charlie has bluffs. Right. I do. I think he. I think Charlie's the kind of guy who shows up with some bluffs here. But I think okay, it's tough to construct a bluffing range in this spot. It's really tough because he checked the flop, called the pot size bet on the turn, and is now is shoving for only eighty three k more. So it's got to be like combo draws. I mean, combo draws. What combo draws that he didn't bet the flop? Four or five of the hearts, hands like he that. Called, he called a pot size bet on the turn instead of just moving in on it, raising in the turn himself. What about a hand like ace three of hearts where he blocks threes full and he knows it's not good enough to call? That's cool. I mean, the story doesn't seem super believable, right? Like there's, there's hands we can come up with, but like... It's a weird story to tell. Yeah. Right? It feels like, okay, you've got a few very, very strong hands, and everything else is I mean, that, that part is believable, though. The, the super strong sure. hands are believable. Well, I mean, no. That's, that's, well, almost every bad story, you could come up with a few hands that make sense, right? Yeah. But the, the point is, like, most hands don't. Most yeah. hands that are beating me don't. And that's, that's sort of where we are Let's get right clear now. about the value side first. And okay. I, I will say that I think that it's pretty clear that Jedden doesn't beat any of Charlie's Actual value. I, like, think I don't think correct. Charlie's moving in with aces to make up for missed value. Earth, I think yeah, right. Jen's given him enough value with his pot size bets. Right. I agree completely. He'd be like, I hope you don't have a six. Yeah. I call the end. I think if he's got ace queen, he's going to, I hope you don't have queen jack or a six. Yeah. I think, I think Charlie's minimum hand is ace six. I think that's probably Maybe right. he can have king six suited. I'm not sure. Maybe. But he probably just folds that pre. Yeah. I think, well, hijack. It's close. It's close. Um, you know what? He probably folds it pretty, though. But, okay. But then he also might bet that on the flop. He probably, he probably bets that on the flop, actually. Yeah. Jetton has a range advantage. He can have a queen. He can have hearts. It's kind of a good time to bet a hand this strong. So the same is true of a6, then? Yeah. Now, of course, he may check some of those, but, I mean, I think Jack-Jack continues to loom large as, like, the big candidate here, even though combo wise, it's just so tough to think of sensible bluffs. I think, I'm, yeah, if like Jen has, doesn't bet pot on the turn, I can think of so many more. It just feels like a th- the three four of hearts or the ace three of hearts that decided to play deceptively and check back on the flop, and then decides that they block the full houses. You mean so. the, you mean the four five of hearts? Of no, I mean the three, the three four of hearts. Okay, I see. I see you're saying yes. Yeah. Okay. Like that's a better bluffing hand because you block three right. full. Right. That's the best I got. I mean, it's tough. It's really tough to come up with much at all. It's weird how Jetton's polarizing sizing, even on the turn, like sets up this weird spot for him on the river, you know? So should Jetton consider folding the river? He should at least consider it. He yes. still has 83K, which is, you know, it's like 27 blinds. That's, That's not bad. pretty good, even. Yeah. It's 28 blinds, man. But... 
at the same point, Charlie is a guy who's got moves, and yes. you have a six here. Yeah. Like, and you have a ton of bluffs in your range. We have a ton of bluffs. And we don't we have better hands than this, but we don't have a huge amount of better hands than this, right? No, I mean Jen's got some full houses and some sixes that don't play the board, like a six and king six, but right. mostly this is as good as it gets. Yeah. This is up. This there. is a close, tough spot. Against I agree. against I, against a more obvious player, one way or the other, it could be easy. It could be an easy call or an easy fold against different I players. I agree for sure that it's an easy fold against some guys and an, an insta call against others. And I don't know what to do against someone who's even relatively balanced here. I think in spots like this, it's early in the tournament. Yeah. Everybody's really good. Chip accumulation is really important. It's probably a call. Hmm. That's how I feel. My only concern with calling really is like Charlie doesn't have to make this play right now. You know, like the pot, I guess, has gotten kind of But big. that's how Char- Charlie always accumulates tons of chips yeah, early in tournaments. It's true. It's by making plays like this, probably. I don't know. I mean, we haven't seen him do something yeah. like this. We've seen him do other. I mean, I've seen him do massive overbet bluffs and raise the river bluff type stuff for sure, where he tells right. a bad story and he just doesn't have it. So here he is telling not a great story, but he called the pot size bet on the turn. I, I keep coming back to that, you know? Yeah. So like combo draws, maybe, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't either. It seems tough. I think I think it's okay to call here and I think it's okay to fold here. I mean yeah. that's 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 not really solving anything, but Well, I think that just shows how tough of a spot it is. Yeah. I agree. I I might call Charlie because I've seen him make plays that where the story seems bad and he doesn't have it. So I think I might call him because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like we saw him we saw Patrick Antonius call him where Charlie told a really bad story, mm-hmm. but it was sort of like, uh, who cares if I'm telling a bad story? You have to fold anyway. And but then Patrick called. Right. But this could be another one of the spots. The difference is we really, when we go pot, pot, we're saying we have a six or better. Yeah. But we also have a ton of bluffs and like right. Charlie might have some just in case bluffs here and stuff like that. Yeah. I think he probably has some. Yeah. Right. So if he's, I mean, if he's anywhere near balance, we're probably supposed to call. I agree. Jen Although, does call. And uh, that's how you got 62nd out of 69. Do we ever have any worse hands for value? Do we have Queen Jack? We Are we have betting pot with Queen Jack on the river? I think we have Queen Jack, yeah. Because while we can have aces or kings, we can get value out of weird queens, yeah. basically. And we think that's probably more likely. I don't know. It's close, it's man. It's close. That's the thing. Maybe this is our worst hand for value we can have. Maybe it's a re-entry tournament. It's 25K, bro. You think Peter Jetton's just... Uh, yeah, see, what's the, he going to do? He's going to sell one of his cufflinks and buy back in? Yeah, he's the PJ. Well, I mean, he's the PJ. Okay, so I think ultimately we didn't really solve that one. Yeah, I don't know what Peter Jen's supposed to do on this river at all. I think he's supposed to be really upset and take a long time and think about it. I just it. wish he could be against a more obvious player. Then we could have a clear answer of what you should do. He doesn't take that long to decide, I'll say That's that. That's true. He decides in like 45 seconds to a minute, right? Yeah. He sort of stands up and looks a little annoyed, mm-hmm. but then calls. Yeah. And so... My guess is that he thinks to himself, I don't have that much value. Charlie can have bluffs. It's not so bad to get bounced early in a tournament anyway, actually, you know, like, like it's sometimes like, as opposed to like later on where, you know, you play for seven more hours and get bounced anyway. Like it's okay to like take a big, take a higher variance spot now when you're not sure it's okay to do that. Go to go explore London. Have right. Have yourself a time. Go like playing one of the many, many cash games that I'm sure are all around you. Yep. Anyway. I don't know. So, so in this spot, what do you actually do? 
Against Charlie Carroll? I don't fucking right. know. Against Charlie Carroll, right? Against, Obviously against these other guys. Against most players, I'm going to have a pretty clear answer yeah, as to I like, agree. oh, this guy's a guy I always fold against, or oh, right. this guy's a guy I always call against. Right, and you're going to be right more than enough of the yeah. time, and it's going to be fine. But yeah. against Charlie Carroll, you're actually here. I think I call. I don't want to get exploited by this guy. You I know? think I do, too. He's so good. I, I think that's why. I can't I'm let like, him exploit me. I'm like, how often do I have a hand this good? Yeah. This sucks. I guess I freaking call. Yeah. It sucks, yeah. though. Because then you're out twenty five thousand, and pounds. then you're like, "Boy, I am such a dummy." Yeah, like, of course he has jacks. It looks exactly like jacks. It's exactly what he had. I bet pot twice. I only have eighty three k left. He's not bluffing. That's what I would tell myself yeah. after I've busted. Yeah, but before I bust, I think it's really tough. It sucks. You feel like you're gonna be dumb no matter what. You know. Yep. I hate being dumb no matter what. And all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it home.